Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. How do you stay open to new opportunities to find the perfect fit for you to create a life instead of just making a living? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, I want to remind you, if you'd like my free Live Well, Age Well guide with three keys to start using today, then go to lissafiggins.com forward slash age well, and go ahead and hit follow right now so you never miss a conversation. And if you enjoyed this podcast and think it would add value for someone else, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review at podchaser.com or feedback on social at lissafiggins. Before we get into our conversation today, I want to pause and give a huge shout out to our view of the week from Corinne, who shared, Lissa is passionate about helping others reinvent their wellness journey to create the life they truly desire and deserve. I am excited about the value she'll be sharing with us as we take our wellness to the next level. Thanks so much, Corinne. Your support helps us to share this message and your name will go in our monthly drawing. So you may be asking, what's a girl to do if she wants to get her name in the drawing? I'm so glad you asked. There are two simple ways. One, leave a review on podchaser.com or two, screenshot an episode, post on social and tag me at Lissa Figgins. Now let's rethink creating a life you love instead of just making a living with our special guest. And it's my intention each and every week to introduce you to an amazing woman who is also spreading the news and has a mission of her own. And this week, I want to introduce you to Janine Finney. Uh, Janine and I have become very good friends over the past couple of months um, because I love what she has to share. She was a 30 years sales executive who at the age of 50 repurposed herself in a new career that she never expected in network marketing. And what I love about Janine is her story, which she'll share in just a minute. When her daughter first approached her about this, she was strongly opposed, but Janine was open-minded and she decided to educate herself. And now her mission is to help others understand exactly what it is and what it isn't and how to become a flip-flop CEO. So Janine, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit more about your story and what went down when your daughter came home that day. Thank you, Lissa, so much. Um, when you say that I was open-minded, it make, always makes me feel bad when I hear that because I was really not very open-minded. I was pretty closed-minded, unfortunately, for a long time. 
Um, so basically, my daughter uh, uh, entered the corporate world after graduating from college and quickly discovered that she was not cut out for the nine to five uh, typical mm-hmm. situation. She went from job to job and each job was better. And she had a lot of freedom, in my opinion. She was in sales and was able to, uh, you know, didn't have to sit in a cubicle like a lot of people, but she was miserable. She just cried every Sunday night. She did not fit into that mold. And so she went to a presentation that her sister referred her to, and she discovered network marketing. And she came home um, and told me about it. I happened to be at a crossroads as well. The company that I had worked for had been sold and I was looking for my next um, endeavor. And I was really pretty lost. I had no idea what I was gonna do, um, but I was really looking for my next job. And um, so when Lori came home and, and really excitedly said, oh my gosh, mom, I found what we can do and we can do it together. Um, And she said it was network marketing. I just said, oh my gosh, Lori, run as far as you can from that. You do (laughs) not want to have anything to do with one of those things. And she was shocked. She couldn't understand why I felt that way. And I explained to her that I had had an experience 30 plus years ago uh, where it was it was a situation, a scenario that a lot of people my age, I'm a baby boomer, and um, a lot of people have had this experience or have heard of it, but I was invited over to someone's house for dinner thinking I was the only guest. And when I pulled mm-hmm. up, there were cars parked out front and um, I walked in and realized there were lots of other people there and it was a business opportunity presentation. And wow. I had had really been lied to. And that that experience left me just feeling like no way will I ever have anything to do with one of these things, one of those things. And so um, Lori and I uh, unfortunately battled for a year, um, her trying to convince me that this was brilliant she, right. she could have the freedom and flexibility that she wanted. She was making 60000 in the corporate world. She thought she was worth 600000 And she just thought, oh, my gosh, this is it. And I, you know, was the opposite. I, I tried to convince her that she was um, naive mm. and she just didn't understand. And so after a year, I actually um, read a book that completely changed my perception. Mm -hmm. And what it made me realize is, is just in an instant, I had a paradigm shift. And I realized that I was basing my whole experience of network marketing on this one experience. And that wasn't really fair. Right, right. I became more open and did my due diligence and realized that um, I was operating with outdated beliefs. And I think that there are a lot of people, unfortunately, there are still a lot of people, especially over the age of, I would say, maybe 50, Mm. that are operating with those outdated beliefs. And so it has become my passion, my mission to um, enlighten people about what this business is and what it is not because I almost missed the best thing that's ever happened to me career-wise. And um, I mean, it's completely changed my life. And I want to, I want to support other people um, that are, you know, needing to pivot, mm-hmm. especially these days, right. as I was, you know, um, 
over 15 years ago. So yeah, what a fantastic story. And I love how someone like you, who is the biggest skeptic, can now become the biggest and loudest cheerleader. Because it's like, once you take somebody who is so against something and, and almost setting out to disprove it, I think what, when, when you discover what something really is, and then you really fall in love with it, you just can't help but want to share that, right, with and, everyone. And yeah, and I think, I think that's what's ma- what makes me feel so compelled to share it with others, because I was so certain that I was right. I was so certain that, you know, my perception was accurate and Lori's was not. And I was even beyond a skeptic. I I was on a clubhouse uh, conversation recently, and someone said that there are cynics and there are skeptics. And I think I was the cynic. I think I was really that far to the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, And so having been through that experience, understanding what it's like to be that way, understanding what it's like to be cynical or skeptical, I get it because the the biggest challenge with this topic is that there are so many half truths. There Mm -hmm. are lots of things that are said um, in the media and uh, myths that are perpetuated that are true, but they're only half the truth. And that, and that's the challenge is that people don't um, take the time to look deeper and to be open to, is there more to this story? And my, my passion is clarity. My passion is really having all the information so that people can make an accurate decision. And, and that's, you know, that's what I'm on a mission to provide. I love that. And I love how you talked about the fact that just because you had one bad experience didn't mean that you throw the whole baby out with bathwater, right? You know, because someone may go to, for example, a restaurant and not have a great experience, right? And so if you now say, well, I'm not ever going to a restaurant ever again because my friend didn't have a good experience at a restaurant, like that's crazy. Nobody would nobody would give up going to a restaurant just because their friend didn't have a good experience or maybe even you didn't have a good experience one time. You're not going to assume this is every restaurant, right? Exactly. On the planet, you're, you know, you're going to say, okay, maybe it was a bad day. Maybe, you know, something happened in the kitchen. Maybe it was just, you know, how I came at it and, um, you know, but you're going to go out there and try, but you're probably going to be a little bit more cautious, right? You're going to be looking carefully for those things that would make it a good experience. So let's talk about some of those half truths, right? Um, let's talk about some of those things that, you know, what, what would you say maybe are, you know, some of the top ones that people oftentimes this is what they've heard, or this is what they think, and it's really misleading them in a different direction. There, there are all of the, uh, the obvious ones, like, you know, the pyramid scheme and all of those things. And I, a lot of people think you have to be good in sales. A lot of people think you have to know a lot of people. Um, I think though, one of the most, um, one of the biggest in inaccurate perceptions is that this is one of those little side things that mm. people don't really earn a significant income or that the possibility of that is not really there. I think one of the things that happens and, and we as network marketers <clears throat> are guilty of perpetuating this, we there's this perception that only a few people are really successful and everybody else is not successful. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the convoluted truths that drives me crazy. um, And the media really perpetuates this um, in that they really make it sound like, you know, everything is great. If you read an article about this, that everything will be great until the very end. And they'll say, but the statistics are that only this many people make, you know, this much money. And, you know, that is really true of, of to 
influenced everything in life. Yes. And if, you know, if we were to, to, to bring all of the people into a group and, and look at how many people join a gym and how many people are really successful with, you know, getting in shape. I mean, you know, there are a lot of reasons that people don't succeed and it's right. not necessarily because of the, um, of the uh, whatever subject we're talking about, whether it's whether it's joining a gym and working out or network marketing or becoming a realtor. Look right. at how many people have their real estate license, but don't do anything with it. Right. There are so many things that are convoluted. And with network marketing, what happens a lot is that a lot of people fall in love with the products and they want to get the products at a discount. And so they join as a distributor or rep just to get a discount. They have no intention ever of doing the business. Mm -hmm. And so they are also counted among those people that are, you know, business builders. So there's a lot of inaccuracies in the information that is gathered that, mm -hmm. you know, if someone, if we were to have a discussion about it, we could just say, yes, but here's the rest of, of the information. And it would make sense to people, but that doesn't happen. When we read an article or something, it just, it, it kind of paints the, the worst case scenario. So I think a lot of professionals don't view this as a legitimate option for them to replace a corporate income. Um, most of the people that get into this business don't ever really respect it. They don't understand what they're holding. If we were to go out and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for a franchise and mortgage our house, we would take it seriously. We wouldn't get, get you know, start get involved one week and drop out the next week. We would have too much skin in the game. And that is what happens in this business all the time because people are not uh, treating it like the the real virtual online franchise that it is. So a lot of it has to do with, you know, what we do with it. And, you know, when, when uh, Lori and I got started, I treated it just like I had been hired for another job because that's okay. what I was used to. Mm -hmm. I had always been this excellent employee and I just thought, okay, I, I just hired myself. And I was amazed, absolutely amazed at what can happen in this business if you simply show up and treat it the way you would anything else that you were trying to be successful at. Right. I've often heard if you if you treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business. And if you treat it like a hobby, it will cost you like a hobby, right? That's so often it's how we're coming at it and but and really recognizing what what value we hold. I recently was listening to a podcast and the um, the person who was sharing was talking about just even the negative the negative connotations we put on it when we say it's a side hustle. This is my side gig. This is my side hustle. That makes it sound like that's kind of that you know that little thing over there that when I feel like it or if I need a little bit more mall money or something like that then I'll pick it up, but it's just kind of that side thing versus what you were just talking about like this could legitimately being a way that people can if they put in that work and effort, right, and follow a, simp a simple system that they can replace and surpass um, you know, corporate incomes and things like that with with going 
treated uh, like, like a business. And one more thing, just kind of along those lines, is that another saying that I really like is you can do this business part-time, but you cannot do this business some of the time. Mm. And that is another thing that it happens is that people, a lot of people, it, it's exactly to me, there's so many um, similarities between working out and this business. You know, if you worked out really hard for three days and you took three three weeks off, you know, you're not going to see the results of those three days that you put in. And this business is the same way. It takes time. It's a delayed gratification situation. But, and, and the other thing is that the barrier to entry in this is very, very low. If you're right, breathing right. and you have a social security card <laughs> number. You're in. You're yeah. in. And so there's no, uh, there's no uh, criteria like, you know, your, your credentials or your, your experience or your education. Right. And with most other professions where you can earn a significant income, there are all kinds of, of uh, criteria that one must have. So when you get into this situation, you know, it's, it's basically like throwing everybody into that kind of a scenario. How many of them are going to be successful? You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's a very unique um, topic and one that requires a little bit more uh, discernment and that is not readily available, which is why we wrote our books. Because, you know, if you find someone that wants to really do the research on this, mm. oh my gosh, if you go to Google this topic, it is scary. Who knows what you're going to find, right? <laughs> Everybody who had that bad experience, but probably because they didn't ever really treat it like a business. And yeah. I wonder if they have anything else to do in their lives besides right? being negative. I actually had someone that I really admired and respected when I first got into this. And I, I, I thought I thought about the people I knew that were um, really conscientious and the kind of people that get things done and that I had met in the corporate world. And I immediately wanted to share this with this gal because, oh my gosh, it's like when you understand what this is, why would anybody continue doing life any other way when you can have right, the right. flexibility to do it on your own terms? And she Googled it or her mother did. I can't remember which it was, but she came back to me, would barely speak to me because she had read things online and it was so awful. I mean, it was really, really awful that that she just thought, why would you even try to talk to me about this kind of thing? So we've got a lot of work to do as mm-hmm. network marketers, in my opinion, to educate, enlighten the people around us, because it's time, it's time for the perception of this amazing profession to change. Yes. And especially right now, right? We're almost to a year of life having completely changed from the way that we knew it. And so many people are either looking for something that can help supplement, or they're looking for an additional stream of income, or they're looking for something to replace something that they've lost. And so this is a fantastic option that, like you said, is open to anyone. Um, And so there's so, so much opportunity right now to be doing this and with everything in life being virtual right now. So I know that you've put together some great resources. So if somebody's listening and they're thinking, you know, I am that cynic or I am that skeptic, or maybe I'm just curious, maybe they're not on that far extreme. Maybe they're just kind of in that. I haven't made a decision yet. I'm kind of curious. I'm not quite sure what I think. What are some of the resources that you've put together? Tell us about your books, your podcasts that, you know, people can go and check out to learn a little bit more. 
Yes. So our books are the Flip Flop CEO um, and Does the Shoe Fit? A Guide to Help You Decide. And the Flip Flop CEO is basically a very um, straight talk, kind of girlfriend to girlfriend, sassy conversation about what network marketing is and what it is not to help sort of uh, address all of the myths and talk about the other side. And then does the shoe fit after people read the flip-flop CEO, they felt that they had a much more clear and accurate perception of network marketing, but they wondered how would I know how to choose a company and how would I know if I would be good at this? Mm. Because I've always been a nurse or a teacher or an attorney or a flight attendant. So how does this compare to that? Mm -hmm. And we found there was not a resource that was available to really compare the world of nine to five to network marketing. So okay. the second book does that. So both mm-hmm. of those books are available. Uh, we, we actually give away um, a free chapter of uh, the Flip-Flop CEO and the introduction to Does the Shoe Fit okay. via, via our website, which is the Flip-Flop CEO. And we will um, provide that. that right. uh, we'll put that down in the comments for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, you also have a podcast. Yes. yes. And so just um, probably about nine months ago, Um, One of the gals that's uh, featured in our book, who has actually been on the corporate side of um, a network marketing company and on the outside, and is just appalled that there is even a question about whether or not this is legitimate, came to me and said, we have got to do a podcast to to set the record straight. So that podcast is called MLM You Decide, and we interview people that um, have been in network marketing. They talk about their stories and how it compares to what they did before. Um, and just um, all kinds of different professionals in network marketing, people that talk about comp plans and all kinds of things. So it's just meant to be informative and talk about the good and the misunderstood of network marketing. And that can be found wherever right. Right. podcasts can be found. <laughs> I, we can put a link fantastic, to that. Fantastic, fantastic. Yes, yes. And I've I've benefited a ton from that and share that with other people who are who are looking into it, wanting to learn more. So it's a great it's been a great, you know, tool there as well. Well, Janine, this is a conversation that we could go on and on, I know, all day long because it's like you said, it's just it's such it's such a um a very interesting one at this time right now, but I think that people are being more open to, you know, to really finding out what is, what is the truth and what's going to be the best, you know, for, for, uh, for them and for their families as they're thinking about their future. So this is very timely. And I love the fact that you repurposed yourself after, you know, after 50 and that you were open to something different, even after doing, you know, the corporate world for so long. And so often we think that's just what life is supposed to look like. And, you know, like you said, you almost missed the opportunity, the biggest opportunity of your life that, you know, has completely changed everything and, and everything that's happened since then. So I thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing what you learned, uh, for sharing what you were struggling with and for sharing your resources with us today. And I really encourage you as a listener to go over to the website to, to get that free chapter of the book and really start taking a look and getting the information to, uh, to know if this is, um, if this is a good fit for you um, in that way or even just to support a friend of yours, right? Who's doing something like this as well. I think that's also uh, something that's always super valuable. So thank you so much, Janine, for being on with us today. Thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great rest of your day. Hey friend, can I share something with you before we go? To be honest, I almost missed it too. Eight years ago, I wasn't looking for a business. 
I had a lot of those misconceptions and misunderstandings. In fact, I'd been offered an opportunity in the past, and I always said no because it just never felt right. But when a really good friend asked me to take a look, of course I did it to support her. But what happened was that I truly educated myself and saw this for what it really was. I found that it was a way that I could live healthy, I could create a flexible income stream, and I could grow me and make a bigger impact. And altogether, not only would it give me the health that I desired as I entered my 40s, but also the time freedom and financial flexibility to really create a life that I loved. I am so glad today that I took a look back then because honestly, it's completely changed my life and it's helped me to get to where I am today, getting to talk with you. So if you're a skeptic or you're just a little unsure, I highly recommend, as Janine says, do your research because making a decision with only half the information could be the most expensive decision that you ever make. And as a gift for you to help you on that journey, I've got a special bonus guide that I put together just for you with five things to look for to help find the perfect fit. Just gone over to lissafiggins.com forward slash look, and I'll drop that link down in the notes to make it easy. I understand it may or may not be a fit for you, but if it is, you'll be so glad you took a look too. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. If you enjoyed this episode or think it would be helpful for other women in this stage of life, please leave a review at podchaser.com or right here on this platform. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a DM over on Instagram at Lissa Figgins. And come join in the conversations I'm hosting over on Clubhouse called Women After 40. You can follow me there at Lissa Figgins and be sure to click on the little bell to get notified when I'm hanging out with amazing women like you wanting to be repurposed too. And until next time, remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life you love.